Welcome back to the Three Questions podcast. I hope you all are doing well and had a good week. Um, today we are joined by three guests, Tess, Georgia and Chris. I'll let them introduce themselves. Hi, my name's Tess and I want to be a fashion designer. <laughs> Hi, my name's called Georgia and I really like art. Hi, my name's Chris and I'm half French and half English. Ooh, very interesting facts. Okay, so I'll get started with the first question. Oh wait, just to let you know that Chris is the adult, Tess is the teenager, and Georgia is the child. Okay, so for the first question, what if you were prime minister, what would be the first law you would impose, Chris? Well, what a difficult question. I don't think I've ever had so much power in my hands before. (laughs) decision like this so i've been thinking about this a lot my first inclination was to do something a bit silly like say that everybody had to eat something green every day because i have such a battle with my children trying to make them eat vegetables particularly my son but i thought that sounded a bit silly so something slightly more serious um i think that it should be compulsory for politicians to have more world experience before they become politicians so real jobs and things like that so for example mps should have say five years of experience of working in the real world before becoming mps and more importantly ministers who are the people who are in charge of specific areas of the government that they should have real experience of the specific areas that they work in so if they're going to be the minister of defense that they've spent some time in the army or understanding how the world of the military works and i've come up with a name for this law it's going to be called the compulsory uh what was it going to be called the compulsory act for sector experience and you can make that into a little acronym which is c a s e so it's going to be called the case act that's very good so that will probably mean boris johnson couldn't be prime minister well, that is an unfortunate consequence of that law, <laughs> yes. Okay, very interesting. Gigi, what do you think? I think I should make every school have a class pet because if like someone's actually sad about something, they can just get cuddled for pets and make them feel better. Oh, that's a good idea. Would you know what pet it would be? Mm, probably they can just vote. Oh, that's a good idea. Do you have a class pet or do you have your... Well... My principal, um, my principal has a dog called Charlie, which she sometimes brings to school, and like we get a walk in. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I've heard of some schools that have um, like class pets. When I was in school, we used to have a class snail. Snail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure if you can really cuddle the snail, so I don't know. Yeah. And you got to take it home, and I remember we used to feed it cucumber. But yeah, I think like. A cat or a dog would be a bit better than a snail. But, yeah. Tess, what do you think? Um, Honestly, it's, like, such a hard question to answer. I don't... I, there's so much I can think of that I kind of forget everything that I'm thinking of. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, But I think they should definitely, like, a rule that should definitely be put in is, like, the amount of homework that schools give you. 
they definitely I think give us too much homework and especially when it comes up to exams so maybe they should put in a rule to say like we don't do homework going up to exams we just revise yeah that's a good idea yeah that I think everyone would quite benefit from home not not as much homework that's a very good idea okay so very interesting points from all our guests and they're all quite different as well um so the next question is very debatable cats or dogs georgia i can see your face light up when you hear that cats oh why would you choose cats they're just so cuddly and cute oh and don't you have a cat as well yes i took it to the vet this morning oh yeah so what's your cat's name louis louis and i remember louis when we first got him he was very small and very cute yeah he's still very small and cute (laughs) So, Tess, what do you think? Okay, it's such a hard question. It really depends on my mood on the day, though. Yeah. As well. But I think if I'm, like, a really, like, a point in my life where I'm just, like, doing a lot of work, then a cat. But if then I'm at a point where I just want to have, like, fun, but also just, like, kind of still want to relax yeah i mean you can do more with dogs yeah because you can hug them and then you can take them for walks and then you can do like exciting stuff with dogs yeah but with cats you just want to like chill out when you're around cats yeah cats quite low maintenance so yeah it's good. there's like pros and cons to both i really can't pick oh if you had to choose one if you had to get one okay then i'd say a dog because you can do more with dogs yeah that's good yeah chris what about you well, I think you brought up all the really important points, both of you. I am slightly inclined towards Georgia's view. Um, and first, very funny that your cat, Georgia, should be called Louis, because that's the name of my son, and he's very cuddly as well. And I think that cats are extremely affectionate. I actually have a cat, and the low-maintenance point, Poppy, that you bring up is really critical for me because I don't really think I could take a dog for a walk a couple of times a day and so on. So I like the fact that I just put food out and the cat is, who's called Pepper, my cat's called Pepper, is either in or out. There's a little cat flap. He can decide whether to be in or out. When he's in, he's always up for a cuddle and a chat. And then when he's out, he's just exploring and he's happy and I don't have to worry about him too much. So I've gone down the cat route. Yeah, have you ever took your cats for a walk out of interest? I have not taken a cat for a walk. Um, He's lucky enough to be able to go through the cat flap and go into a garden and he sort of runs around the gardens and he goes up and down through all the gardens and he sort of takes himself for a walk. Georgia, have you ever taken your cat for a walk? Well, kind of, because, like, before school we sometimes let Louie out and then, like, sometimes he just follows us and then, like... On Friday, um, so he was following us to a bit which he has never gone before. And then my dad was passing, so he just ride it on my dad's shoulder on the bike to <laughs> my house. Oh, and that's... then he missed, like, a few minutes of work. <laughs> oh, so Louis, Louis travelled with you. That's very... He yeah. must be quite, like... I don't know what the word is, but, like, quite attached to you then. That's good, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now for the final question, our topical question of the week. What do you think, uh, sorry, should the COVID COVID vaccine be made compulsory? Tess? Um, To be honest, I think when it was, when COVID was really like dangerous and when there were like a lot, like the variants were like quite dangerous, I think it was important that 
a lot of people had the vaccine because it was it was helping it was stopping people from um getting covid and it was calming down the rates of covid but i think now i think it's a lot less important to have it but at the same time i'm not really sure because then maybe the cases will go back up yeah so it's really hard to say but i definitely think that they shouldn't be forcing people when the when the numbers are down yeah but i wonder if the reason the numbers are down are because of the vaccine yeah and do you think it's right that like now they're often saying like some like nhs jobs if they don't have the vaccine they can't work do you think that's right Mm, no not really i think that because if because you know people who work in hospitals already know how to like keep themselves away from germs and although like a lot of people who who have covid especially badly go to hospitals i think that it's you know there's always gonna be like flus and yeah loads of different illnesses that go to hospital and just to say, oh, because COVID has been a massive thing recently, you have to get a vaccine for that, but not everything else. Yeah. So I think that's also something to consider. Like, COVID isn't the only thing that's out there. Yeah, good points. Chris, what about you? Well, I think those are very good points. I mean, it's extremely difficult, isn't it? Because there's, on the one hand, there's this idea that people should have individual choice and they should be able to decide what they do with their own bodies and, and so on. And then there's this other idea, which is this idea of the greater good. You know, is that can they do something that contributes to helping everybody as opposed to just themselves? And I think that's really the debate here. And in my view, there are situations where the greater good does take priority, particularly when an individual choice has implications for others. If it was something that you were just doing for yourself and had no implication for anyone else, then in a way you should have the freedom to choose to do that. But if it's something that has implications for others, in other words, if you get an infection, the risk is for other people as well as for yourself, then my feeling is that the greater good probably wins out in this case. And so I would largely support compulsory vaccinations, obviously with exceptions for anybody who's got any um, medical issues, and there might be some some other reasons not to have it as well. But as a sort of general rule, people have lots of uh, vaccinations that are sort of, if not compulsory, they're very, very widespread. When you're babies, when you're born, you have the MMR injection. You know, doctors all have compulsory uh, jabs when they become doctors as part of operating in hospitals. Because in that, in those cases, the greater good is really the priority. So on balance, it's a difficult question, but I would generally, you know, make it compulsory um, unless you have a few of the very specific exemptions that, that, that could be identified. Yeah, very good points. Thank you. Now, Georgia, what do you think? It's quite a hard question mm-hmm. for a six-year-old, but what do I'm you think? Six. Seven. Sorry. Wrong age, sorry. Oh, I, I, I think it's, like, depends. Like, if you have, like, cancer or something. So, like, if you f- feel feeling like you're really sick, like, a lot of the times, so I think you should definitely get it. Yeah, that's a good thing. But do you think everyone should have it or not? Well, it exactly depends if you have, like, a condition. If, like, like... Like, if you can't put needles into your body. Yeah. So, 
I'm not really sure about the question. Yeah, but that's a very good point. Okay, thank you everyone for joining us today and thank you for listening. They're all very good points and I'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Please head over to the three questions Instagram, which is at three double underscore questions. And if you want to get involved, either submitting questions for our guests to answer or to be a guest yourself, please feel free to DM.